Episode 78, The Alchemy of Silence. Hello out there, beautiful souls. This episode, episode 78, will be my final episode of the podcast entitled Cue the Coach. I'm by no means hanging up my hat or eliminating my business, but I'm rather going through some rebranding and reorganizing of these concepts in ways that will allow me to inevitably transition out of working directly for big business and into this entrepreneurial venture of mine full-time. So that being said, I thank you so much for listening to this podcast so far and for your support over these last couple of years. Um, This has been a huge learning experience for me and quite an adventure as I've taken a deep dive into everything I've discussed to date on this podcast. Now, my primary focus moving forward will be on developing my Reiki practice as a Reiki master, becoming a Reiki master teacher, and on my wife and I launching a Reiki program uh, together, my wife Tammy and I. So we're really excited about that, and it's just a lot of work going into a couple of different teaching styles that we both received. Uh, I think that's been beneficial to us because we've understood from three different Reiki masters uh, what their styles are and what things seem to hold true in all three uh, of the classes and it's just given us an opportunity to deep dive into the actual history of Reiki and the um, energetic meaning of the word in a very vast descriptive detailed way so we're we're really excited about it because uh i really think that i i got a lot from all these different teachers but i think putting this knowledge together as our own creation is going to be a lot of fun so beyond that i'm going to be learning how to build and maintain a website and to create online meditations while networking professionally with like-minded individuals uh in the areas of like sound healing, yoga, breath work, tarot, mystery teachings, ancient cultures, preserving nature and survival skills, instincts, so much more. There's just so many different things that I think we all need to be exposed to these days that I'm looking forward to trying to collaborate all of that stuff together in my own business in the future. Uh, I mean, my goal is to integrate Reiki with other ancient healing modalities, some shamanistic practices maybe, and science of mind philosophy, and its root influencers like Emma Curtis Hopkins and the hermetic teachings of ancient Egypt and ancient Greece. So a lot of cool stuff that I'm diving into for that. I mean, it's been my conclusion so far as a result of over 25 years of research and personal experimentation that the roots of all spiritual modalities and religions stem from a core common ground that lifts up all people no matter what your race religion or cultural background is there's still this love and compassion and good that moves and has its being in the entirety of life that statement brings me back into today's topic which is the alchemy of silence so firstly I've fallen in love with that word, really, alchemy. In the traditional sense, the word is defined as this. It's the medieval forerunner of chemistry based on the supposed transformation of matter. It was concerned 
particularly with attempts to convert base metals into gold or to find a universal elixir. So that part strikes my fancy, that part that Teresa Bullard talks about in her series Mystery Teachings on Gaia.com is the transformation of matter, or more accurately in my fascination, the creation of matter from the ether. And without diving into any controversy or conspiracy around this mysterious phenomena, I'll describe to you what I do that's proven effective in transforming my own life. Now, there's a massive shift in quantum physics that's gaining a massive amount of attention around dark matter and dark energy. And if you want to really dive deep into understanding what it is and the physics behind it, I highly suggest that you watch Teresa Bullard's series. She's a brilliant classical and quantum physicist. She puts all of that together nicely. For the purposes of discussing the alchemy of silence, I'll say this about it. Whatever you call it, there's a place in the universal mind that exists as pure potentiality, just waiting in repose to be expressed as something in this 3D world we live in. It acts as energy that's set in motion through intention, whether conscious or unconscious. As we speak, hear, taste, touch, see, and intuit the world around us, we co-create from this pure potentiality at all times. Our thoughts are creative. Our vocalized words and actions are even more creative. <laughs> and even more energy is being moved in a quantum expression. Yet our thought can be so loud and repetitive sometimes, can't they? Our emotions can be so strong that they push energy with an intensity that can even exceed those words and actions. When a person is hooked up on some sort of monitoring device, we can see that when the heart rate and brainwave activity can be measured um, through the amount of energy such things produce, and the speed of this energy can also be monitored, we can really understand things like our, when our thoughts speed up or our heart rate increases, more and more energy can be observed than when too much energy is expressed out of balance the body falls prey to illness, disease, stress, and so much more. Right? Our body, immediately, what happens in a hospital, like in every single movie you ever watch, too, just start hearing that elevated heart rate. Everybody goes crazy, right? So unchecked and unmonitored, this can get worse and worse as we continue to experience more and more in our lives. And just imagine if you left, like here's a weird example, but it's kind of related. If you leave a faucet running in a hose for a week with a plug in the drain. Water is useful washing our bodies, for washing our bodies, for washing our dishes, for washing our clothes, our cars, and for cooking our food. Yet if we don't shut off our faucet in between activities, we waste the water and can cause all kinds of problems in the house. Right? Flooding everything out and just total waste of water, ruining the foundation of the house, all that stuff. So our bodies are the same way when it comes to the expenditure of energy that we go through. Many of us are so used to holding on to and expending so much energy in our thoughts and emotions that we can't even sleep, rest, or recharge our bodies, our hormones, and our immune systems. So in comes silence. While chaos and lack of resetting is an alchemical mess where we create repetitive stress and problems in our lives, silence can be like shutting off the faucet. There's also a huge difference between silence of your voice and the silence of thought and emotional reactions. I know many people in my life that avoid new relationships like the plague 
never speak up for themselves and spend plenty of time in silence while inside they're angry, seething with resentment, insecurity, and fear, and quietly they suffer, to most of the world anyway, with physical illness and discomfort. So sure, they're silent quite often, but they're not resetting or alchemizing anything that'll improve the quality of their lives in any way. In fact, they're alchemizing the exact opposite and increasing the, the possibility for a disease and illness. My heart breaks for those lost in this looping cycle because their lives always seem so cut off and barren of love. And I just wish I could give them a hug from the inside out sometimes. You know, I just feel so much compassion for them because they, I don't think they even realize that they're getting in their own way, but they're just hurting themselves over and over so deeply. It's, it's sad to me. So if you're feeling that way and you're still listening to this podcast and you haven't turned me off yet, <laughs> then just give yourself a hug for me because we need to loosen up, be willing to learn. We can learn from this silence. So the type of silence I'm talking about opens the inner ear and the inner eye to hear and see God. It's in the silence that leads us back to home, into the quantum realm where all new creation is born. It's the silence that provides rest and repair for the body. And it's the silence that leads to increased availability of energy at the same time as it's providing a solid night's sleep. So the silence is easy to reach for, but it's very difficult to find and grasp. And it just keeps moving and eluding. So I'm talking about the silencing of discordant frequency, silencing of chaos. So we have cellular signals, we have radio waves, we have sirens, airplanes, helicopters, screams, loud tailpipes, that's my favorite, <laughs> landscaping equipment, and so much more that all create discordant, chaotic sounds that surround our daily lives. I know you know this. If you just Open your ears and listen outside your door anywhere you are in New Jersey, unless you live in a really good remote farm area or the Pine Barrens in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And some of us get out in nature. We go on vacations to remote destinations. We sit on the beach and listen to the waves, or we take walks in parks to get a bit of reprieve from some of these things. Another option, though, is to find music with headphones that includes binaural beats and isochronic tones that can bring harmony and balance to the frequencies that the human body functions optimally to. This is personally one of my favorite ways to provide me with stability of my own aura. And there's sound baths, which a uh, lovely woman named Kat Roman is providing uh, pretty regularly at my spiritual center. So that's definitely something that you want to uh, check out if you're near me uh, and you know me. Um, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know Kat, and you're already attending our sound baths. Uh, however, if you're not, it's a pretty awesome experience. And uh, another growing trend is sensory deprivation chambers that eliminate sound and sight completely for like an hour or less. Now, I honestly myself have yet to try one, but I know I would love it. Some are float tanks that have you floating in water in a Contraption that resembles a tanning bed or the beds in the movie Avatar, <laughs> where the actor gets into the tank as a human to be deprived of sensation in the human body, so then he projects his consciousness into the DNA linked to the Avatar body. I feel like such a nerd right now for 
awesome sci-fi movies. <laughs> but ironically, the Avatar tank that he gets into is not too far off from what sensory deprivation can afford us the ability to do in silence, where we can actually envision ourselves and observe ourselves going through life in our mind's eye and creating an experience inside our mind's eye. Now, how beautiful is that? Because it's only your creation right there for you to observe, for you to create. It's your own personal movie. So it's up to you as to what you see in that little movie of yours or a huge movie of yours for all that matter. Which way do you see it? <laughs> but why am I advocating so strongly for this silent spot? Because we're... we're so overburdened with sound that we don't realize how much our personalities, emotions, and thoughts are hijacked by the noises around us. It's hard to distinguish the real us from the chaotic discord that surrounds us. I can also say that everything is us because I believe we are all one, yet the optimization of us depends upon harmonizing with frequencies that support life, and many of the frequencies we're bombarded with on a daily basis suppress our full potential rather than promoting it. An example that we're pretty aware of is that certain types of music help to amplify certain moods we are in, aren't we? I know I used to listen to heavy metal and hard rock to amplify feelings of anger because I believed being angry somehow boosted my adrenaline and made me somehow more powerful. And that's just my belief system created that experience. I absolutely had that experience. I felt more powerful with that adrenaline rush that I constantly craved. For the first time in my teenage years, without knowing any better, it certainly did it, did the job, at least the way I perceived it, right? Perception is really important when we're reaching for what we feel is our highest good. So in that moment, I perceived that as my highest good, and guess what? I survived my teenage years, <laughs> so I guess something came out of that. Over time, though, that changed for me, and I began to realize that many of the sounds and Noises I exposed myself to left me feeling angry, discordant, chaotic, and lost in addictions to cope with life. I knew at some point that this was a limited life. I was restricting my potential by clinging to the chaos and discord that I became used to as normal for me. When I began to expose myself to headphones with sounds of nature, however, and meditation music, white noise, binaural beats, and especially pure silence, I began to notice a huge shift in my experiences. And I know you would too if you give it half a chance to be able to do it. Because slowly over time, for me, I began to attract new types of people into my life by basking in that silence. I explored and discovered new interests for myself and new hobbies more success, so much more. As much as I am happy to not be in a band where I'm playing music in the middle of the night anymore, I absolutely have incredible, awesome memories of the success of being a lead singer of the Drunken Clams for three and a half years and having a blast. And that was all a result of being able to do a lot of self-reflection, to be able to hang in there and go through all the ups and downs and all of the rehearsals and all of the shitstorms we all knew we dealt with. 
every piece of it was worth it and I was up for the challenge because of the time I spent in silence. And before that even, when I went on a totally silent meditation retreat that I talk about so often on this podcast, I went so much deeper in my gratitude for the gift of absolute silence. When I was directed to remain 100% silent and to avoid even eye contact or pleasant gestures to others, I began to learn a very powerful lesson. This was my experience, and perhaps you relate. I, I noticed for me that by not speaking and not listening to others speak, I was left alone with all of my thoughts. And to many, many people, I know that's a very scary concept. And it was a little bit for me, but to me it was also a massive opportunity to understand myself more thoroughly and to separate myself from the opinions and judgments of others. It was a lesson in listening to the universe by tuning my mind in like a radio antenna directly to the infinite mind of God rather than to anything else because I was not exposed to any other sounds for the most part. At first I realized I was caught up in dialogue with myself in my mind, though as if I was caught in the endless loop of requiring conversation. That was the first, the first part of the experience, the first layer, if you will. And it was, it's in this space I I'm pretty sure that Neil Donald Walsh was probably in when he wrote the book Conversations with God, which I highly recommend if you want to just see what a conversation with the silence in your mind can be like. Because it's not really silent. It's a very noisy place at first. <laughs> There's a lot of conversations that you have to weed through to dial in that radio frequency, even when no one else is talking to you but yourself. But in such a state of perpetual silence, I started to realize how much I thought about things that were beyond my control and how many of my thoughts were creating emotional energy just because they were born out of past trauma. I was still doing what I called, what I call now feeding the baby. <laughs> I was feeding and nurturing my traumas and keeping them alive of my own volition. And now I could see it because I wasn't interacting with anyone else but myself, and I was still having the past come up in my mind. So whenever there's a trauma, and it feels like it's still stuck in me, the gift of silence is being able to understand that that trauma is not me, and that I can let that trauma go, because I'm not experiencing it now. But I can't stop feeding that baby unless I give myself some time in the silence to be able to hear what the baby really needs, which is not to be fed by me any longer. So I then was noticing that I was thinking and feeling as a result of certain lines of thinking, and that I would immediately see and hear my mother's face and her voice in my head responding to my thoughts and how I felt about them came to realize that my mother and certain other people in my life crowded my emotional landscape with their controlling interests and their opinions. They weren't my own, but I was 
I was actually believing things because of what they had first told me. The best part is actually observing this mental imagery and emotional expression without reacting and without actually having my mother or others present to lend their energy to the situation. The thoughts eventually settled, the emotions settled, and I experienced a deeper sense of clarity than I ever had before. It was like muddy water being shaken up in a jar, and then all of the dirt falling down to the bottom of the jar after a while. I was also able, in silence, to avoid reacting to physical discomfort. Pain and numbness came and went without me shifting my legs at all. And restlessness came and went without me doing anything at all. And you see, my body actually repaired itself. And I could literally feel the stress of daily living before I was in this meditative state, leaving my body, finally being apart from it. And I realized how much of our days we might carry into our weeks, into our years, into our decades. I only experienced that in the silence. So, as you might be able to see now, I felt like I became a master of my thoughts, learning how to tame what Buddhism calls the monkey mind. Through these times of silence, I remind myself of what matters most as well. That's another thing. I reduce judgments of myself. I reduce judgments of others which makes me less judgmental of myself, and vice versa. Now, because I can recognize that, I deepen my connection to creative energy, and I clean out my container of muddy water through occasional times in silence, so that I might have room to fill my cup up with more purity, with compassion, and satisfaction in life in place of anything that was impure. And sure, there is always the choice to muddy up the water at any time, but that's the gift we have. It's through conscious choice we can be more clear, we can be more conscious of who we want to be. It's our choice to. And that's pretty empowering. So also in that spot, I can restore my immune system functions. I can repair cellular and neurological damage in my heart, mind, and the rest of my body. That's very real possibilities. Look to Dr. Joe Dispenza's series, Rewired on Gaia, for no other information needed after you see that show or listen to that show to know that that's possible. So this is why I refer in this episode to the alchemy of silence. Because without this time in silence, I can't create at my best. And it's the difference between creating a cheap, shitty dollar store plastic or a blown glass piece of art to drink of life from. 
one creation will make you sick after a while with all of the bio-leaching and toxic crap that it'll carry into your system by reusing it. And the other provides a clean vessel to drink from for years on end. So without silence, intentional silence, I wouldn't be who I am today. And in fact, I might not even still be alive. And that is very real, folks. Each time I reach into these deep wells of silence, though, I emerge with deeper insights and wisdom. And so I always return to it. And while I know that it's the energy of God that's providing that wisdom, the infinite intelligence, the primordial ohm, the love and good and the signature of all life, I know that through the ears of understanding, I may listen to the silence to alchemize brand new creation. To me, there's nothing more magical than being in harmony with that experience. Think about that. Being in our greatest good. Whatever that is right now. And whatever that is right now, once you actually see it in 3D reality, won't be what you want anymore. <laughs> because we are destined to continue creating and observing and creating and observing. Change is inevitable, folks. Get used to it and create it. So I hope I've inspired you to look into ways that you can find the silence. Find that space in the quantum realm to re set and recharge your life and then tell me about your ideas and inspirations that it brings you when you do because that's what i want more than anything else is for you to listen to this episode and any other episode previous to this one over and over again in any way that you can to be inspired to engage in any one of the topics that I have discussed on this podcast to date. If you just take charge of your life in any of them, if you just become inspired to reach forward in any area of your life in holistic health, I promise you that you will feel better about yourself for it. So I'm still available to reach out to. Uh, at cuethecoach at yahoo.com or on Facebook through Facebook Messenger. My name is Michael Malik, last name spelled M-A-L-L-A-C-K. Again, I am not going anywhere. Cue the Coach is just becoming the first iteration of the beautiful business that I'm trying to build here. So I am very, very excited for what's coming next. And I uh, love you all. Namaste. Take care.